Hi, and welcome to Cycles of Life podcast. My name is Jana Puisha, and I'm a certified life coach, trainer, and human resource professional, and very much a self-development enthusiast. This podcast is about our ever-changing life, because it's never just a simple straight line. It doesn't always have predictable patterns and turns. Everything around us is a collection of repeating and evolving cycles. So this podcast attempts to explore the nuance of life. I will be sharing thoughts and stories based on my self-exploration and work as a life coach, but also interviews with inspiring people. Is providing, you know, great positive impact into the world. So really working with change makers, healers, um, and people who want to, want to contribute to making the world a better place sounds amazing so how long have you been doing that for now um I've been doing it for I'm just trying to think now about 18 months officially but I know Mm. we're going to talk about this but um, (laughs) I think that in terms of working as a healer and pursuing um that desire or longing to help and heal people it probably started actually when I was really young um and something that I wanted to do from like as a career from about 18. Wow okay so let's talk about it then so what led you what was your previous previous jobs previous life what was that like? Um well leaving high school I went to uh, Nepal for six months and was a voluntary teacher Uh, teaching at a really poor primary school in Kathmandu. And uh, Nepal was a spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a really tiny um, country town called Hamilton in Victoria in Australia. It was about 10,000 people. It was very, um, you know, small town, small mines. um, And I went there um, with a really limited world understanding. Um, and I went there as a super strict Christian. Oh, and wow. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I believed that if you didn't believe in the Bible, you were going to hell. That type of like. Wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so going to Nepal, I was living with a um, Nepalese family who were Buddhist. And they were running this um, primary school and it was really about um, as part of like their Buddhist beliefs and traditions to give service back to the world. And so they didn't really care about the materialistic side of things. They just wanted children to be educated, to have a safe space, to be fed, to be clothed. And it was really about, I guess, you know, that healing, helping service to the world ethic. And so living with them, seeing that model, that behaviour modelled, it just, it was, um, and then I guess meeting people in Nepal who were spiritual and reading books at the time like, um, you know, Conversations with God and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Louise Hayes' work, it just, it, it was just, I just had this awakening that, um, you know, very much that I knew nothing and that there was more, about the world than in the Bible or what I'd been taught. And I think that it really opened up my curiosity about the world, about healing, about spirituality. I just really wanted to become a healer and sort of dedicate my life to helping people. Wow, amazing. That yep. sounds, I have so many questions about Nepal. And <laughs> how was that? So how long did you live there for? It was just six months and then I, mm-hmm. I um, got to travel afterwards for a couple of months 
Um, and then I headed back to university back in Australia at 19 and started studying psychology. Wow. Uh, yeah. And then it was just such a culture change to go from traveling and spirituality and, and um, a lot of philosophy to university and um, I guess learning the science of psychology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was really that understanding people and healing people that instant maybe um, magic and and also thinking to study it for seven years to get the degree to then start it just seemed like a really long um, a long trail to what I wanted to do okay so what was your plan then at that age so I decided um, based on the people I knew to do a massage course so I started learning massage. Um, I also started some energy work, um, learning Reiki, and I started um, learning tarot as well. Uh, and so it was sort of that personal development, um, learning about the body, learning about emotions and energy. Uh, and I sort of had a year of that uh, before I actually started my own business mm-hmm. at 20 as, you know, as that um, massage and healer and tarot reader. So I... Um, oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then what happened is I was terrible at it. I didn't understand how to market. You know, I didn't understand how to run a business. Uh, and so I so I basically put all my savings into it and I did it for about a year and I really made no money. Like I was really, you know, so poor for a year and just drained my savings and um, was just an absolute failure at running my own business. <laughs> and and I will say, and, and then I continued and sort of went on to more um, corporate world and, and sort of, I guess, put my wanting to help and heal people into the spa and wellness world um, and then into change management. But I do think that failing so young at business at 20 um, made me resist uh, having a, my own business or pursuing mm-hmm. it. So, the funny thing is I kept studying healing modalities. So I did pranic healing and then the next year I would study Kabbalah and then I would study, you know, magnified healing and then do somatic body work or breath work or study, you know, meditation. And so I kept these things going, um, mm-hmm. but I just didn't have the bravery after failing to, to, to open my own business and do it myself. I was so young though, was it 20 years old? Yeah, just remembering yeah. myself at twenty, I was just working in a pub, living a loving life. <laughs> well, I also I have done that as well. Um, I've I've had a very um, varied career, uh, and um, and I've I've definitely explored a lot. And I think that you know, wanting to have meaning in my life and search for you know something that was, um, you know, filled my soul up and made me happy and that I enjoyed. Um, you know, definitely led to a lot of different, mm-hmm. trying a lot of different things with career and job. Mm. Well, it, to me, it sounds like you were actually just following your intuition the whole way. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, and I'm a huge believer in intuition mm-hmm. and the power of it. And I think that when anyone's on the journey, whether it's to find a more meaningful life, whether it's to start their own business, whether it's to even start thinking or dreaming about owning yeah. their own business, whether it's making a big career transition and a big career leap. Um, I think that your intuition is that voice that's, you know, uh, 
that longing in your soul that's saying that you can do it and Mm -hmm. to have the bravery and the courage to take those steps. Um, And it's the cheerleader in the back of your mind that's just saying you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. So I think that tuning into your intuition is so powerful. Well, that's the key. And what I liked what you said about being brave and having courage to do that because it's so scary sometimes to follow what you actually want to do. It's really interesting to me because... um, and in your story that you've been exposed to spirituality from such a young age I, I class as quite young I think <laughs> 1920 uh, kind of going through spiritual awakening I think it's fascinating but also mm. feels like you've always been quite open to receive mm. this information from the world yeah and I think that I think that uh everyone's spiritual awakening comes when they most need it Um, and I, and I think that, you know, I needed it at 18, like I, you know, like I needed something I needed, um, you know, I had sort of a pretty traumatic childhood. So I think it was just that, you know, soul's need for healing, you know, my soul was in pain and, you know, I needed relief. And, uh, and so I think that's why it sort of started at such a young age. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Suppose in a way, just to help yourself, first of all. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's also um, definitely why I continue to study the healing arts was because I did want to heal myself first. Yeah. yeah. And also it's, it is just a joy because I think everything that you do it, you know, whether it's meditation, whether it's yoga, whatever it's connected to healing or spirituality or wellness, it just brings more space, you know, for love, for abundance, for your intuition, for all mm-hmm. the good things in life. Mm. Absolutely. So mm. what led you into coaching then? So obviously you're a coach now. How did that happen? Yeah, yeah. well, funny enough, I had a coach and it was in um, early 2020. And it was just a funny thing that, you know, I, I you know, eat, when you start to get to know them, I was just doing it for probably more that just life coaching as in I just had gotten to a point with my career that I was like I don't know what to do next I don't know how to bring more happiness into my life you know I you know I I want more but I don't exactly know what it is that I want Mm -hmm. more of and um and through getting to know her and and doing some work on um what I was passionate about and what I love and what made me feel good and how I could add more meaning into my life Um, And also all the work that I'd done and I guess my history and and that I kept coming back to healing and maybe that core desire at a young age to be a healer. Um, She just asked the question, like, why are you not coaching? And it was just (laughs) this aha moment where I think sometimes you don't see yourself clearly and having a coach, counsellor, a psychologist, they can see you in your entirety and in your potential and I think sometimes they can help you tap into that bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah, so it sort of started with that. It was just like it, it just felt like it was an answer to a question in my soul that I hadn't been answering. And it just, and I, and I, I just believed in myself that I could help people. I, um, you know, believed that I could make a difference, that I could offer, you know, I guess both the healing and the um, and the change as well as, um, as I said, I, I do business coaching and, and mindset work because it's 
when you start your own business, there's so much inner work to be done. There's so so much fear, there's so much uncertainty, there's so much, you know, confidence that needs to be built um, and courage that needs to be built. Um, And there's, there's just so much learning. And what I love, what sits underneath the, a business for me is people said stepping into their own power and I think you know them owning their own business and stepping into their own business is them really more powerfully stepping into their own power and that's what I love and um and I think that's the power of the mindset work because it uh whatever is whatever affected them in childhood or adolescence whether it might be that someone sniggered at them while Mm -hmm. they were uh doing public speaking at 13 then that might be what's preventing them from feeling confident to appear on videos or reels on instagram or to do a youtube channel and so sometimes by well no often by clearing those sort of negative blocks and and uh, negative beliefs and conditioning it just means they, they they're so much more prepared to run their business and to have quantum leaps in their business yeah. to success um and seeing someone who moves from dreaming about having a business and dreaming about earning money and having clients and 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 doing it all and getting to see them transition into having it all and having clients and making the money that they want to make and having the emotional and financial freedom uh it's just soul satisfying (laughs) (laughs) it's just amazing and and just to help them do that it's just so rewarding I love it Mm -hmm. So what helped you then? So obviously you, you spoke about how when you were 20, you started your own business, but that unfortunately failed. What helped you to get over it and actually start your own business later on? Yeah, and that's definitely my coach. I've got to give full credit there. And it was, she's got a, she's quite psychic as well. And she just picked up that it was, the block was this failure and thinking mm-hmm. of it as a failure and, and not wanting to re-experience those emotions again. Um, so not wanting to feel the pain of failure, not wanting to feel the pain of not succeeding. Um, and so we had to clear that energy and say, even though that was the path and that was something that did happen, um, that it didn't mean that that was my truth. So it didn't mean that I couldn't run my own business or I couldn't be successful or I couldn't, yeah, it was just basically not letting those past beliefs and experience block me from the the dreams that I had and the future I wanted to create for myself. So powerful, I think. I mm-hmm. love that what you just said. Because obviously it's just separating us from past experiences and realizing that if something happened to us in, in previous life, it doesn't ma- it doesn't mean really anything about us as a person. It really doesn't. Yeah. And I think that um, we so often let our past define us mm-hmm. rather than our future. And I think, you know, re- like, and, and, and we were talking about um, the inner work that when you're starting your own business or even dreaming of starting your own business, this is, this is definitely why people don't start their own business or they don't um, succeed at the beginning parts is because their past beliefs or the the conditioning that their parents or society have given them is more powerful than their belief in themselves Mm -hmm. and um and I think that's you know the gift of coaching the gift of meditation the gift of you know yoga and body work is that it helps you reframe 
all those experiences and beliefs and replace them and reprogram them with really powerful and true beliefs. Because the thing is, um, when you interrogate those beliefs, you realize that they're not the truth, that they are, mm. for lack of a better word, bullshit. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on this no, podcast. No, go for but- it. <laughs> <laughs> but they are. It is a lie. It is a lie that um, you know that you, that you can't have your own business, that you can't be successful. It is a lie that your life, um, you, you know, that you you can't be abundant with money. That money mm-hmm. is yes, and um, that you're you know a, a failure with money. All those things, when you really interrogate them, aren't true. But I think a lot of mistakes that people make is that they don't interrogate them and they just try and believe positive things without actually doing that release work and that mm-hmm. really letting go of you know the negative within their energy fields or emotional fields absolutely well because actually all those beliefs they're there for a reason we've created them for a reason and quite often it's just some sort of self-protection isn't it? that letting us do something scary again because we might get hurt yeah yeah absolutely yeah that's a really good way to frame it yeah Brilliant. So let's talk about finding the purpose then. I feel like we've touched on it a few times. It's definitely a topic that I'm really interested in. So what tools do you have that might help people? What have you used maybe yourself? Yeah. Well, the one thing I always teach people, whether it's just that they want a more meaningful life, you know, they want um, a more resonant life or whether they want to start their own business or they're even considering it. I think finding your why is so 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 important and I think wise is really connected with your purpose so ikigai is a Japanese term and framework which I love which is it really translates to reason for being mm-hmm. and there's four quadrants in in it so there's what you love so what's your passion um, what do you love to do what are you good at and I always ask what people can teach what is your experience okay is your expertise what can you teach other people what does the world need and I also like to drill down and really really connect it with an ideal client like what what who would you be helping what do they need to learn and then what can you be paid for what are what are activities or offerings that you can offer the world that people would actually pay for Uh, and I think that's really important especially if you're um, wanting to run your own business at some point so there's like five key questions that I ask people whenever we're starting and I think that it's a blueprint to their business it clarifies it 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 can create their um, bio their um, bio and Instagram um, Mm -hmm. taglines it really um, helps them be more specific so firstly you know what do you love what are you passionate about So really get them to spend some time writing down a list of really what is their heart, what what speaks to their heart. Because we want to make sure um, that it's aligned to their heart, to their soul, to their soul's purpose. And then the second one is what are they good at? What's the number one thing that they can offer the world, that they can teach the world, that they have the experience and the expertise in? Mm -hmm. The next question is, who could you do that for? Who could you teach that? Who needs to learn what you know, what your experience and expertise is? Who in the world needs that from you? Then still connecting to that ideal client, 
What do they want or need? So this is often connected to what pain are they in? What are their problems? What is their current state that's out of balance, that they're stressed in, that they're overwhelmed, that they're not enjoying, that they want to transform? And then the last question I love to ask is, how do they, how does the world, how does your ideal client, how do they change or transform as a result of what you teach them or give them? What is the outcome or the results from the transformation? Mm-hmm. Such hard questions, are they? <laughs> Just thinking <laughs> in my head now. <laughs> but the good thing is um, by doing that work, it can take you five minutes to really, or five to 10 minutes to really pinpoint how you can offer more meaningful work into the world and what it is you want to offer and who you want to offer to. Because from a marketing point of view, so that's sort of the mindset work, but when you go into the strategy, you know, you need to have a specific offer for a specific audience to have to give them a specific outcome. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. how you, you know, that's how you market, that's how you obtain clients, that's how you get people signed up to a program. And so if you can't answer those specific questions with marketing then it means that everything that you do is very general it's for everyone and you won't actually have people resonating with the work that you want to do so I think and and I think that's a really good if anyone's thinking about setting up a business or you know they're in the process of setting up a business or they've set up their business but they're not getting enough clients then it's that's often the quickest way to accelerate results is to get more specific and to drill down into it because there's a huge part of marketing that is energy because it is, I think that the coaches I've worked with, there's been an energetic attraction. There's been, their energy is what I'm attracted to. And if people, you know, aren't specific, then you're not really attracting that ideal client into your business. So I think that that's, um, you know, finding the why and getting really specific is the, the best fundamental or best foundations of a business that, that I can I can definitely offer. Mm-hmm. Well, what I want to drill into a bit, I know it's going to be a very hard question, yeah. but why do you think people need to find the why? What is the, what is the benefit of that? And what happens if people don't really have that why? Yeah, I think that you know, it's funny, I was going to say, if you ask people in, a, in a, a room full of people, but in COVID, it's not that way. But I guess if you did a survey now out of 100 people, you'd probably find about 80% aren't happy, that they don't have meaning in their life, that they don't feel like their time is well spent. And I think that's a lot of the time, especially in, in corporate life, when you've got a corporate job where you're, uh, you know, a little cog in this big machine. Mm, yes. And it's really hard to find, to feel, to feel like you're um, really valued and that you're doing valuable, meaningful work. I think it's uh, easier when potentially you are a coach or um, a healer and you're working with people one-on-one because you can see the difference that you make. It's, it's palpable in their life and you can see those immediate results. And, and I, think that, I think that people long, I truly believe that people long for meaningful lives to feel like they're making a difference in the world and that their time on this earth, that each day is meaningful, that, you know, that they're not just 
going, through, um, you know, on the hamster, hamster mm-hmm. wheel of life, just going through the mundane day after day after day after day. I think that that's why people are unhappy. I think that's why people um, numb life with, you know, binging like Netflix with overeating or undereating with, you know, alcohol, drugs and addiction. I think that, um, you know, when we feel uh, that we don't belong, when we feel like our lives don't have purpose, I think it's all connected. And I think that having a meaningful life and bringing meaning into your life, I think that it makes you feel like every day that you're spending on earth has value, that you're mm-hmm. you're offering value to the world and delivering value to the world. Absolutely. So what helps you personally to connect to your purpose, your why? Do you maybe have mm-hmm. any rituals that you do daily just to help you recalibrate yourself? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, you know, I, I think that fundamentally with setting up my business, it was to have my why present in my everyday life. So helping people, um, helping to see them heal, um, helping them to achieve their dreams, um, that is so meaningful to me. So every client I speak with and I get to see that transformation uh, and see their journey and I get to see them, you know, on Instagram or Facebook doing amazing things, like that makes me feel like I'm adding value into the world and I'm doing that my time is really well spent. So um, I think setting up my business is to make my life more meaningful and that's been really good. But I think that you aren't always obviously in a high vibration and in a good place. And so when I'm having down days, when, um, you know, when uh, there's anxiety or depression sort of filtering around or just low points or low moods and life feels like it's mundane or it like there's no meaning, um, then I definitely um, come back to my why. You know, mm-hmm. I come back, I, I have a journal about different client success stories where I keep them all printed oh. out and I, I, and I look through them so that I can go, oh, I helped, you know, Jill and I helped <laughs> um, Pamela and I helped, you know, Sarah and Sally and, you know, and I can go through it and, and see it and see their feedback about how, how I made a difference in their life. And so I think, you know, I think that's been probably the difference from working in a corporate situation and working in my own business is probably the fact that it accelerates the impact, the visible impact that you have on the world. And and I think that's also why I'm really attracted to working with people who want to make a a positive impact on the world. You know, they want to, they want to contribute and they want to heal the world or make it better in some way. That's the person I want to work with because that's what I want to do also. So there's that resonance. And I, and, I, and I also genuinely want to make the world a better place. So helping people make the world a better place, it's like, oh, it's all working. It's all, you know, we're all helping each other and supporting each other and, you know, creating the world that we all want to live in, which is, you know, a loving, peaceful, harmonious um, world. So, so yeah, so I definitely, um, I think because I've done so much work for myself on my why and incorporated it into my daily work and my daily sessions, that it's 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 created that life of meaning but I think that your why can change um absolutely and your reasons for being can change and you just get sort of deeper and deeper and deeper and you just bring more meaning into your life 
Absolutely. And I love that you said that you can't change because people sometimes get so bogged down on this one thing that they came up with five years ago and they just can't let yeah. it go. It's so yeah. normal for things to move and shift. And sometimes you need yeah. to go through the corporate corporate world, climb that ladder to see what's actually there and realize, oh, maybe, maybe it's not for me. Maybe I need to go somewhere else now. Yeah. And it's also how you gain experience. Mm. Um, you know, it's a great training ground. It teaches you about professional behavior. It gives you the skills and knowledge that you need. It's a great way to have a stable income. Um, it is a safe space so that you don't have, you know, that you don't have to learn hard lessons. And I will say the entrepreneurial life, especially at the beginning, is it teaches, there's a lot of hard lessons that you need to learn. Um, because it, I, because I think it does reflect everything in your life. So it brings up stuff from your childhood. It brings up stuff from, <laughs> you know, um, your relationship with your parents. It brings up stuff about money. It brings up stuff about confidence. It, you know, like it just affects. Um, you know, it's just that funny thing that it really makes you do a lot of inner work. Yeah, I've heard that before. Actually, people saying that starting your own business is like going through therapy. Absolutely, it is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. brings a lot of stuff up Absolutely. and I think it, it, yeah because I think it just touches on every area whereas I think therapy you often go for um, a particular one area of your life that you want fixed whereas going on the entrepreneurial journey it just seems to bring up stuff from every area of your life and it it it's nearly like um, it's this healing partner for you where it's in charge and it's like, okay, so today we're going to raise, um, you know, let's talk about confidence and self-esteem and self-worth. And then tomorrow it will be like, okay, now let's look at money, you know, let's reset your money mindset. And, you know, because you are previously believing in scarcity and let's make that abundant, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sorry. Also, I think it highlights the need and almost permission to work with other, pe- with other people and ask for help. Yeah. that's something that I've struggled with previously thinking oh, I'll just deal with that myself I can just read enough books <laughs> I'll get through that myself but actually yeah. so powerful to work with someone else to help you yeah absolutely I agree and also I will say um the secret that not a lot of te- coaches tell you is that your clients help you heal so yes. um you know they'll come in with a problem or an issue and by you helping or assisting them it actually helps you go deeper into that issue for yourself and um, further heal that issue for yourself. And, or, and, and sometimes you can just learn from them um, whether it's you, in, in really different ways. And, and it's just really magical. Like it, it you know, the serendipity, magical sort of synchronicities are just incredible. Um, and I think that that, and that's the, definitely the best thing about, being a coach or having an entrepreneurial experience is the magic that can happen mm. absolutely and well, I think it's also we do attract similar people to us yeah we, we do end up mirroring each other for yeah. a quite a long time yes yeah and um, I think also when you do get the challenging clients coming in mm. and you're like oh my gosh why what I can't coach that person or they're you know there's conflict or there's something going on um, it's always your shadow showing up <laughs> yes. and you're like oh I am them you know and you have to own it you have to own whatever you see in them that you you know that you're judging or criticizing or don't like and you have to learn to love that in yourself so even if someone initially appears challenging you know it's again it's for you know for your inner healing and for your help and 
um, and once you can go through it, it's really interesting how quickly they can become your like best clients and the most rewarding, um, you know, relationships. Oh, I love that. Excellent. What helps you to stay grounded? Like apart from work, do you have any rituals? What helps you? I am really fortunate that I am about 10 minutes from the beach. So I live in Rye down in Victoria in the Mornington Peninsula, which is gorgeous. And so I finish work at five o'clock every day and I go, um, I take my 10 minute walk to the beach. I take off my shoes, even in winter when it's 10 degrees and it's freezing and I'm the only person I will have my feet in the water, in the sand, and I go for a walk, whether it's 10 minutes because it is too cold or it's half an hour or it's an hour on a beautiful day. And I don't listen to a podcast. I don't Instagram. I don't talk on the phone. I just spend this time decompressing with myself in nature and having that moment of self-care, self-reflection and space. You know, just space to be with nature, with the universe, with abundance, with with myself in a really, you know, sort of sacred sort of time just to, like you said, just to ground, to reconnect and and to make sure that I'm making space for myself and, and for my own healing and my own, uh, you know, self within the day. So, yeah, that's um, a ritual I really, really love so important and I think we somehow as a humanity we forgot that we're part of nature we've created yeah. this artificial world world around us and we completely forgot that we actually we are like animals <laughs> we're roaming the the land yeah. but we yeah. completely disconnected from that yeah um last year in um Melbourne was locked down for I think five months and then another at another time about three months and so we spent the most of the year in lockdown and at that time I was living in Elwood in an apartment with no balcony and no there was no garden in our apartment block and I think that's when I realized how important it was and I started doing these grounding activities um, when we were allowed out for exercise we're only allowed out for like an hour a day for exercise and I would find, I would hide in case the police saw me. I would hide like in the gardens and sit down with my feet into the soil. And I just needed that connection with nature. I just needed um, that earthing. And it really helped with, I think, just my mental health and, uh, and, and surviving such strict restrictions and such an uncertain and unsafe sort of time period. So, yeah, so I think that the importance of grounding and spending time with nature as as healing, as mental health, as a centering and balancing activity cannot be more sort of emphasized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's something that everyone can do. It's so easy. It's free. Everyone yeah. has access to that. Everyone has a little park next to them that they can go. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant. So what's what's coming up? Is there anything that you're excited about in the future? Any future projects maybe that you wouldn't mind sharing? Yeah, I've got um a, a future project coming up. I'm offering a money mindset reset program. So I'm actually doing it for free. Um, and because I think that this is the one thing with my clients that I'm finding is that the, the money mindset blocks. So um, people believing that money is hard, there's not enough money. We're doing um, work with the feminine. So 
how they receive money and any blocks that they might have been taught from their mother or mother figures or grandmothers that might be in a maternal lineage. Uh, we're, we're doing um, a session on their how they spend money and the connection with the father and the masculine or their you know um, their foster father or their grandfather, whichever the, the masculine that sort of mm-hmm. raised them. And then doing some really fun things about um, energetic ideal income setting. So how to attract a larger income, which is really good if people are going for promotions or asking for raises or setting up businesses just to really set that they, you know, accept and deserve a higher income level. Um, And also teaching people how to manifest more money into their business in a really quick way. So if people say, I want $1,000 in the next week, how to actually do a process to allow that to come in. So yeah, so that's really exciting. I was actually doing some filming on that today. So um, that I'm going live? in about three weeks. Okay, cool. So I think this episode will be just before that. So can people oh, just sign up? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So they can find out more information on my Instagram at Penelope Jane Jones or at my website, www.penelopejanejones.com. Perfect. I will link that all below obviously is it the question that I like to ask people at the end as well is always if you could give a message to your younger self say 20 years ago what would that be what would you say to yourself I think from our conversation today um probably what I'd want to tell them is that they didn't fail at being a business owner at 20 that that their path was to not succeed at that business and to move into the corporate space to learn about business strategies, to learn about marketing, to learn about sales and to learn everything that I needed to learn and make a lot of different relationships and have a lot of adventures to get to where I am now. So everything was in a divine plan with divine timing and just to be really kind and to forgive themselves and and also to kind of go it was pretty cool that at 20 you wanted to start your own business and absolutely nothing that it wasn't successful it means nothing so not to attach to it um and not to make it a story and yeah and just be so powerful no amazing Mm -hmm. thank you so much you've been fantastic thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us (laughs) a pleasure thank you for inviting me on and it's been so great to talk to you adventures to get to where I am now so everything was in a divine plan with divine timing and just to be really kind and to forgive themselves and and also to kind of go it was pretty cool that at 20 you wanted to start your own business and absolutely nothing that it wasn't successful it means nothing so not to attach to it um, and not to make it a story and yeah and just be so kind. powerful no amazing mm-hmm. thank you so much Paul. you've been fantastic thank you so much for sharing your wisdom time. with us <laughs> oh, a pleasure thank you for inviting me on and it's been so great to talk to you thank you so much for listening it would mean a world to me if you rate this podcast if you're using an apple podcast app all you need to do is just scroll down a bit and hit those five stars Don't forget to subscribe, that way you will not miss any future episodes. And if you would like to work with me as a life coach, you can find all information on my website and you can get in touch with me through my Instagram or email. All will be linked in the show notes.